Lecture topic. Explanation of Tasawuf in Bahiyat. Inshallah, Hazrat will be arriving soon to comes. been asked to make some muzakara. So, Inshallah, whatever Allah Ta'ala makes, whatever is spoken, Allah Ta'ala make it a means of benefit for myself first and foremost and for all of us. Now we've gathered on the nisbat of Islah, the nisbat of Tazkiha, aspect of the reformation of the nafs. This is an extremely essential part of our deen and we have to constantly be focusing on this. This is the reason that this effort takes place, the mashayikh come and go, <coughs> all the attention that is given to the aspect of tasawuf, islah, tazkiyah. There's a famous incident of Hazrat Shaykh al-Hadith, Zakariya sahab rahmatullahi where one person came, one alim who was in some doubt about what is this tasawuf all about. And he was not very much inclined to this. So one day he came to Hazrat Shaykh rahmatullahi and he came in quite a rush and he said that I am moving on, I have come now just very very briefly I have to catch another train so I will ask one question now you can think about the answer when I come back then I will take the answer and the question he asked was tasawuf kya bala hai? what bala is this tasawuf bala refers to some kind of difficulty, calamity, problem what kind of calamity is this tasawuf so this is how he asked it he posed the question also in such a way and he expected that this would require a very, very lengthy discussion, a very, very detailed debate maybe. So when he asked this question, he said, now I've got to leave in a rush. I'll come back. When I come back, then I will take the answer from you. So Shaykh Hamdullah replied to him, there's no need to delay the answer. You can take the answer right now. This Islah, Tazkiyah, this Tasawuf, these are all different words meaning the same thing, referring to the same thing. Says this starts off with innamal a'malu bin niyat. That a person acquires tasheeh niyat. That he learns and acquires the correction of his intention in everything. And obviously everything in deen starts off with intention. Without intention a person doesn't have the intention of performing salah, the salah won't take place. He doesn't have the intention of fasting, he just kept hungry the whole day. That won't make it a fast. And beyond that, the intention goes to limits that we cannot fathom. Everything starts off with this niyat. But this niyat, if this niyat is corrupted, then the best of amals and the best of actions can become a disaster for a person. Like the famous hadith, of Abu regarding which Nabi where he explained the three people with whom the fire of Jahannam will be kindled and in that the three people that did great amal somebody was very generous somebody was very very knowledgeable and taught a lot of deen somebody gave his life for deen so what can match these amal the ultimate sacrifices 
but Jahannam, the fire of Jahannam will be kindled with them because the niyat was wrong. The niyat was to attain some worldly fame, to attain some kind of recognition. So the best of amal became a a major disaster. So this is what was the whole lesson, that this tasheeh niyat. That it starts off with innamal amalu bin niyat, that a person acquires this rectification of niyat, intention. All this effort, the bulk of it is directed towards this correction of the heart, the rectification of the inner self. And this niyat is one of the deepest things inside. Because a person can be doing such great things, but if that niyat is not in order, then these greatness of amal can become completely corrupted. So as I mentioned, this is where it starts off from. And its end point is, أَن تَعْبُدَ اللَّهَ كَأَنَّكَ تَرَاهُ فَإِن لَمْ تَكُنْ تَرَاهُ فَإِنَّهُ يَرَاكُ That its end point is the quality of ihsan, which in the very famous hadith known as Hadith Jibreel, the Jibreel came in human form to Rasulullah wasallam, and he asked many questions and Nabi wasallam answered them. So he asked about Iman, asked about Islam, asked about Qiyamat and then he asked that what is Ihsan? So Nabi replied and said that Ihsan is that you worship Allah Ta'ala as if you are seeing Him. And if the question arises, but I can't see Allah Ta'ala, so how is this possible that I worship Allah Ta'ala as if I can see Him? So the response to that is, it doesn't matter really, because the reality is that even though you cannot see Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala is seeing you. And that is the main thing. That you are conscious of the fact that Allah Ta'ala is forever seeing you. So you should now worship Allah Ta'ala in the best possible manner. Now this is where this whole branch of deen known as Islah and Tasawwuf and Tazkiyah, this is its target. It starts off with Tasheeh Niyat and all the things that are done in between are to bring it from the Tasheeh Niyat to Ihsan. And then Ihsan itself has got no limits an unending path the heights there's no height to it because the greatness of Allah Ta'ala is limitless and the ma'rifat of Allah Ta'ala is limitless so a person can never reach an end point in that so in any case this was the lesson that he gave that this is where it starts off from and this is where it ends and he said Sare paapar isi ke liye jate hai. this is a way of expressing it in Urdu in Urdu one of the things about when a person wants to express something about effort. So now, one of the things that takes a lot of effort, we might not have seen this happen, but we eat it often. The papar that is made is not such an easy job. It's a very small little thing, paper thin, and breaks so easily, but a lot of effort in it. So now when they want to express something about effort, they have to make a lot of papar, a lot of roll out, a lot of papar for this. Explain that everything else in between, whatever efforts are made in between, is not for anything else but this. To acquire this tasheeh niyat and to bring it up to this aspect of ihsan. Now in that is all the various things that we call one of the things mujahada, which is essential. It's obvious that without mujahada, nothing is attained. Even the small minor things of dunya are not attained without mujahada. Where will this great wealth of ihsan be attained without mujahada. 
This is the system Allah Ta'ala has placed. وَالَّذِينَ جَاهَدُوا فِينَا لَنَهْدِيَنَّهُمْ سُبُولَنَا Those who strive, who make an effort. Then Allah Ta'ala opens the pathways of hidayat for them. But there's a system in everything. Everything, there's a process, there's a system. And everything that is done according to the process and system, then the end result is acquired. In dunya also, anything that is done against the system, without the system, then it's very difficult to achieve the end result that is desired. A person wants to build a house, but he doesn't want to consult an architect, he doesn't want to consult an engineer, and now he's building a multi-story building, and he wants to go about it himself, then he might build a disaster for himself. He might get crushed under his own building. He has to follow the system, he'll have to go to the architect, he'll have to go and consult the engineer, he'll have to get an expert builder on board, somebody who knows the job, somebody who has the experience, not somebody who's just read some book somewhere, and now he read about how to go about building, and he wants to start building. So the person who follows the correct procedure, he consults the architect, he consults the engineer, he gets a proper builder, then mashallah, after some time, the effort is put in place according to the correct system. The effort is there, but in the proper manner, through the correct, correct channels. Mashallah, after some time, there's a beautiful house standing, and that house gives him all the comfort that he was wanting, gives him that peace, that security, that house becomes that place, that's a maskan, a place of sukoon. But all that happened, when it happened according to the process and system. So likewise, Allah Ta'ala has a system for everything in dunya. Just as there's a system for these mundane things, the bigger things that we want to achieve, that too there's a system. We want to get to this point of ihsan, we want to acquire this tasheeh and niyat and then progress it all the way to ihsan. We want to become the friends of Allah wa Ta'ala. And that too Allah Ta'ala has a system in place for it. Allah Ta'ala's qudrat is above everything. But dunya Allah Ta'ala has made darul asbab. That is a place of means. And according to the kind of means a person adopts, that's the kind of end result he'll get. That's the adatullah and the sunnatullah. That's how things happen. Allah Ta'ala has made it that way. And therefore there is so much of emphasis on the company that a person keeps. Because the company would determine what is the end result of a person's character, what is the end result of his mindset, how he thinks, how he, what's his beliefs. That too will get affected by the kind of company he keeps. And there's so much of emphasis on this in the ahadith of Rasulullah And in the Quran Sharif Allah Ta'ala gives us this lesson that you want to become the friends of Allah Ta'ala. Ya Allah. This is the declaration of friendship from Allah Ta'ala's side. Oh you who believe, become the friends of Allah Ta'ala. The crux of this is, become the friends of Allah Ta'ala. Literally translated, fear Allah Ta'ala. But the muttaqeen in awliya'uhu illa al-muttaqoon. The friends of Allah Ta'ala are only the muttaqeen. So in this ayat Allah Ta'ala is saying, Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanuttaqullah. In another way this can be expressed as, Oh you believe, become the friends of Allah Ta'ala. So this is not something that, to create some kind of, some negative picture that fear Allah Ta'ala. No, this is that fear of the beloved. Where a person, that fear out of love, he doesn't want to displease the beloved. 
So actually this is extending a hand of friendship, so to say. That become the friends of Allah Ta'ala, but the system, That be with the sadiqeen, with the truthful, with the kabilin, with the true servants of Allah Ta'ala. And this is the system by which it will work. Allah Ta'ala's nizam this is. And this is how it has always happened. قَرِيب جَلْتَ اُوَيْ دِلْ کے اپنا دل کر دے یہ آگ لگتی نہیں لگائی جاتی ہے The poem simply means that put your heart close to a heart that is already alight heart that is already alight with the love of Allah Ta'ala bring your heart close to such a heart that is why we have come to be in the company of Ahadullah present that by the benefit of the sohbat this is how it happens قَرِيب جَلْتَ ہوئے دِل کے اپنا دِل کر دے یہ آگ لگتی نہیں لگائی جاتی ہے this fire of the love of Allah Ta'ala is not something that a person can ignite himself it's something that transfers heart to heart to a point he'll make an effort etc but the spark comes from another heart the heart to heart and this is what the Khadr Sahib in one couplet says, or some other shahir, it says the same, Jo aag ki khasiyat, Jo aag ki khasiyat, Ohi ishq ki khasiyat, Ek sina basina hai, Ek khana bakhana. That how, what is the effect of a physical fire, the fire that we see burning out there, that fire, just as that fire, the effect that has, that's the same effect of the fire of ishq. And the love of Allah Ta'ala. The fire out there, it just moves from house to house. Sometimes one place catches a light. Before a person knows it, the neighboring house already caught a light. And then the house next door to it caught a light. Sometimes whole neighborhoods burn down. But that is the effect of that fire. It just keeps moving from house to house. So it says one fire is the fire of the external fire. This khana bakhana, house to house, it just keeps sweeping. Or iksina basina. And the other fire is the fire of the heart. This goes from heart to heart. And those who put themselves into the company of the Ahlullah, they acquired this fire. Hazrat Mashabari Thami Rahmatullah once somebody said to him that people say that the great giants of ilm of the time, Hazrat Mahakasim Nanotwi Sahib Rahmatullah, Hazrat Mahana Rashid Ahmad bin Gui Sahib Rahmatullah, Hazrat Mashabari Thami Sahib Rahmatullah. See, when it was these people that went to Hazrat Hadi Sahib, Hazrat Hadi Dadullah Mahadi Makki Rahmatullah who was not a formally graduated Adim. So, sometimes that becomes a deception. Whereas, as he was, uh, somebody mentioned Hazrat Hadi Rahmatullah was he an Alim? He said, oh, Alim Gard. He was an Alim, he was a factory of Alim, so to say. He produced Ulama. So, in any case, he said that when these giants of ilm, when they went into the company of the Hadith of that's when the Hadith of suddenly shone up. That's when he suddenly rose to fame, so to say. It was because of these personalities that came to his company that his position, so to say, got elevated. The Tanir replied and said, Yasab Nadan These people are all unaware, they're ignorant, they have no idea of the reality. Then he said it from his level of tawazul nevertheless. But this is how he expressed it and said, he said we had all the knowledge. But he said, oh, be 
Now he's talking about it from his level. What level of background he's talking about is super life for us. But nevertheless, from his level he's saying that whatever knowledge we had, it was lifeless. He said when we went into the company of Hanisa Rahmatullahi, Usma Jan Age, he says that's when the life came into it. And that is when we started tasting the sweetness of this. Haji on this aspect of sweetness of Hazrat used to very often quote this this incident or the statement of Hazrat Tanvi had gone to visit him he was at that time a very young person and Hazrat while then talking to him he perhaps with his basirat and his inner sight, he saw the kind of person that this is going to be one day. Tanvirahmatullahi's caliber that's going to shine one day probably already became evident to him. So in that process he mentioned to him, otherwise these are not things that would be mentioned to everybody. He said to him, Timya Ashafali, that's how he addressed him. And he said to him that when I make sajda, I feel as if I feel as if Allah Ta'ala has embraced me. Actually, he was trying to put into words or putting into words an indescribable feeling. There's no words to describe it. But just to give some kind of understanding to it. That when a person now, that child, he suddenly embraces the child who he really is very attached to, the child came running to the father, there's a certain bond just to give some kind of idea to it that this feeling of closeness I feel such a feeling of closeness when I make sajda when I make sajda in the salah I feel such a closeness to Allah now that closeness is what is the effect of this nisbat this what we call ihsan and gaining this link and this bond with Allah Ta'ala and all the other various ways in which this is described this is after all this closeness with Allah Ta'ala. And this is what he was describing one, one, one aspect of it. When I make sajda, I feel this very, very indescribable closeness with Allah Ta'ala, which can only just be just for the sake of some understanding mentioned in this manner. It is as if Allah Ta'ala has embraced me. And then he further said that when I recite Quran Sharif, I get such enjoyment said, if you had to experience that, you will tear your clothing and run away to the jungle. Meaning you would not be able to contain it. It would be beyond you to contain that feeling. But that feeling is not the maqsood, that's not the objective. The objective is Allah Ta'ala. And the a'mal are the vehicle and the means of gaining that objective, that getting close to Allah Ta'ala. But nevertheless, this is the sweetness of that a'mal that comes. <coughs> That halawat imani that comes as a result of this qurb and this closeness of Allah ta'ala. Now this comes as a result of that mujahada. That mujahada in somebody's guidance. Otherwise that mujahada is generally made in many ways also. But that effect somehow is only in the system that Allah has placed. Generally this is how it happens. Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu taqullah wa kunu ma'as sadiqeen. Oh you believe become the friends of Allah Ta'ala Ittaqullah Fi Allah Ta'ala become his friends 
The prescription for that is Be with the truthful. The truthful, those who are truly obedient to Allah Ta'ala in every sense of the word, who've given themselves, given their hearts to Allah Ta'ala. So these are the truthful. So this is the method in which it has always happened. So this is the way in which the Ahlullah have always emphasized that this manner of gaining this nisbat with Allah wa ta'ala, this taluk and connection with Allah ta'ala, has always been to link oneself up with somebody who Allah ta'ala has blessed with this nisbat. Someone who Allah ta'ala has given that guidance to, and this is how then it keeps transferring. Sina basina, heart to heart. So this is that first, in fact, Tamir has mentioned that a person who wishes to gain this path to Allah Ta'ala, then the path to Allah Ta'ala, there are some conditions to it. And among the conditions, the first condition as I mentioned was this, Sohbate Salihin, to become attached to the Ahlullah. The one couplet of Khaja Sahabatullah in which he describes this, Approximately the words are That a heart, heart mein gaya, to ke jal Sees that the various, uh, the whole path, all these stations of this way, it became very easy to traverse them. Go from point to point, became very easy. And even the wind turned direction. Nowadays everything is automated and the ships are also now no more sailing with sails but previously the sail boats all depended on the direction of the wind and sometimes it would happen the Sheikh Ramtullah in his Abhiti mentions some incidents also where people would come for Hajj by these ships which were these dependent on the sails wind sail boats and they would come close to Jiddah they can see land and suddenly the wind changes direction, they gone several days back in some other direction. Then again, wait for the right, then the sail to be brought down, and when the wind now is blowing in the right direction, then again, they'll come in that direction. So when the winds are not in the right direction, then it becomes very difficult to traverse, to move, to get to one's destination. But if the winds are also assisting one in the same direction, then it's smooth sailing. That is the message that is being given here. The wind also came in my favor. In the direction that I want to go. But how this happened? That a heart, heart See, When I put my hand into the hand of the Ahdullah, then the whole path lit up. Otherwise sometimes it seems like a dark road. Where do I go? Where do I turn? How do I traverse this path? What should I do? What should I not do? And it seems like a very, very confusing situation sometimes. Person doesn't know what to really do or not to do. But then when he attaches himself somewhere, and one of the very important things in that regard is munasabat. That the, the compatibility. Hazrat used to often give this example as Shaqim that a person he insists that because he, he needs to take blood, he insists that I will only be accepting the blood of Muhammad Ali. At that time, he was a champion boxer, the world-class boxer. 
So he says that maybe that's the only blood I will take because that blood will make me very strong. But if that blood doesn't meet his, match his blood group, so despite being very healthy blood, but it doesn't match his blood group, it will be very detrimental for him. That blood group much, must match. The blood group must, doesn't match, it's going to be harmful rather than beneficial. So likewise, as you say, okay, this munasabat is like the spiritual blood group. It's not necessary that every person's blood group will match with everyone. So a person has to ascertain his munasabat. He has to ascertain where does his blood group match. Where does his heart truly take to? He finds that compatibility. He finds that spiritual link. He can feel that, uh, that he can easily communicate. He feels comfortable where he's not being just all the time. Otherwise what will happen is, there won't be any problem on the opposite side. The problem will be within him. The problem is his own lack of compatibility. His own lack of munasabat. But his own lack of munasabat will keep creating doubts in him. And those doubts can become very dangerous. Those doubts within him is not something on the other end. Like that example about one person, his wife was complaining, the new neighbors moved in. So now the new neighbors moved in, so his wife is now looking out of the window and she's complaining to the husband that look at how dirty these people's children are. Children are running out there. It's so dirty and filthy. So this person looked out also. In any case, he didn't say anything. Then the next day she's complaining and she's well commenting. Look at these neighbors' clothes are hanging on the line. They were so dirty. So now the children were dirty, the clothes are dirty. Then the neighbors themselves are outside. Say, look at these people. The children were dirty, but even the parents are so dirty. So in any case, the husband kept quiet again. But then he went outside and he took one little cloth or whatever else and then he went and washed their window, the kitchen window nicely. Now when she looked out, she said, no, suddenly everything is clean. So the children were looking dirty, the clothes were looking dirty, even the neighbors themselves were looking dirty, the house was looking dirty, but actually the dirt was on the own window. Hmm. So the dirt on the own window, that was making everything outside look dirty. But now when they cleaned the window out, so now suddenly they saw the truth, saw the reality. So often it's our own window. The window of our heart, the compatibility is not there, the munasabat is missing. So now, due to our own problem within us, that starts creating doubts. That's doubts, those doubts start creating badgumani. Starts creating suspicions and ill feelings. Starts creating unnecessary, baseless, negative thoughts. And these negative thoughts and badgumani this is one of the root issues that shaitan plants in a person to destroy him. Because it starts off with the badgubani, that ill thought, that wrong thought about somebody, and jumping to conclusions about somebody's intention and whatever else. Then from there it will go to some ghibat maybe, or it will go to some bohtan, and then a person will make decisions based on that which was in his mind which was on his window and what not he'll do but all based on that wrong thought that came in his heart due to his own issue so now that lack of munasabat will lead to all these problems so the problem is within him but that problem will create major problems so therefore this is a very very essential thing 
that a person must ascertain his munasabat. And when he finds his munasabat, then he mustn't delay. So this is the message in here that was being given that when my hand went into the hand of the, oh, hand of the Ahdullah, merely giving the hand in the hand like some kind of custom, customary practice or something, that is obviously not what is being referred to. What is being referred to by giving the hand is that one submits him oneself. He submits himself and he takes the Islam and correction. He expresses his situations and conditions, his halat. And whatever advice and guidance is given, then he implements that. A person either doesn't go to the doctor, that too is a problem. He goes to the doctor but doesn't speak about his problem. He doesn't express what is his difficulty, where is the pain. So now if he doesn't express where is the pain, it's going to be difficult for the doctor to diagnose anything. The doctor is on alimul ghayb. He doesn't have knowledge of dancing. And if the person goes and he speaks only about how well he is feeling, then the doctor will say that you have no need to even come here. MashaAllah, if you are so well, then everything is done. So a person goes to the doctor, he goes to get ilaj, he goes to get treatment. He goes to the doctor because he needs some kind of treatment, he needs to address certain issues, some problems, health problems. So likewise, the purpose of going to the mashayikh, to the Ahlullah, is to get ourselves treated spiritually. The very spiritual ailments that we find ourselves being afflicted by. And this is unfortunately the problem that we don't realize that we are afflicted by problems. A person is, mashallah, performing his five times daily salah, alhamdulillah, thumma alhamdulillah, tremendously great. Then on top of that, he's even making dhikr daily excellent. A person is also making tilawat of the Quran Sharif, Subhanallah, what can we say? And then together with all that, Allah Ta'ala has tawfiq, the person is making nawafil salah as well, perhaps making chasht, ishraq, awabin. Allah has tawfiq, somebody is waking up for tahajjud also. So, these are all tremendously great things. And everyone should be, we should be at all times trying to increase in all these amal. On top of that, Allah Ta'ala has blessed us with some tawfiq, to be involved in some khidmat of deen in some way or the other. Either a person is involved in the work of da'wah and tabliq, mashallah, person is teaching deen, person is in some social work, some other khidmat of deen. Then now this is like the cherry on the top. Many a times, with these things, only we become oblivious of some other problems that are very dangerously lurking within us. Until a person doesn't go to the company of the Ahlullah, the Mashayikh, listen to their advices, learn from them, then a person doesn't even realize sometimes what, what is lurking within. And coming back to that same hadith that was discussed right at the beginning, hadith of Abu Huraira the three people with whom the fire of Jahannam will be kindled, those kind of problems ensue as a result of the lack of this sohbat of the mashayikh, of the Ahlullah, despite a person being in all these amal, and despite a person having had this great opportunity of even being involved mashallah in serving deen Allah Ta'ala bless each one with the full tawfiq of all this Allah Ta'ala increase all the tawfiqat but at the same time is not something that a person can ever be complacent about that because I am alhamdulillah doing all these things everything is fine many a times there are major problems from within now without this company and guidance of the ahlullah the mashayikh without taking their the benefit of their sohbat Sometimes these very same things can become the means of a person's 
getting derailed. Sometimes Udu and vanity comes in. I'm somebody, I'm something, I've done something, I'm so and so. All that outward good, that was outward now because it all became lifeless. That now becomes a source of a problem on the day of Tehamad. Because now the whole intention got corrupted. Oh, that starts getting done for some ulterior motive, whatever other problems come along. So this is the need of the company of the Ahlullah and Mashayikh. That this is now putting oneself and then obviously fulfilling what the requirements are. That a person now goes to the company of the Mashayikh, but he is presenting his situation. Hazrat used to mention the incident of Hazrat Qadi Tayyip that at a very early age he was appointed as the Muhtamim of Dalbun Dioban. So now, such a great institution, the mother of the Madaris of the world, and at a very young age, this position was conferred upon him. It was not something he asked for, it was not something that he desired, but he was put onto this position without his having any choice in the matter. So in any case now, when this was the situation, sometime later he had the Taluk with Hazrat This was the benefit. That as soon as something happened, because of this benefit of this Taluk, this immediately rang an alarm bell. He wrote to Hazrat that I see this position having some effect on me. Now if a person didn't have this benefit of this Taluk, he won't even really realize what happened. As the Mashayil give the example of the cloth. Of, for our example, we can take as a mechanic. Now one is a mechanic. As a result of the kind of work he does, his clothing gets soiled with that grease and oil the whole day. That's the kind of job he has. So now it's going to be expected. That's going to happen. Now, after all that oil and grease, another whole, uh, maybe big blotch of something fell onto that clothing. Who notices a difference? Some more grease came out of it, who notices the difference? Nobody, nothing. Because it was already so soiled. So, but if it was pure white, the slightest speck also becomes evident. The same becomes the case here when the heart is clean. And when there is a star look, then immediately the diagnosis takes place. And then a person immediately works out what happened and he starts making an effort to rectify himself. So this Hazrat wrote to him that this is what I feel my condition, something has happened, something is affecting me. So Tanir Ahmadullah wrote that you leave everything and come immediately. So he left everything and came and Hazrat put him through some whatever the prescriptions were. But in a short while he said, Alhamdulillah, I feel all that has cleared out. But where this, this benefit came, this benefit came from a living taluk. When the taluk was there and it was not just a customary taluk, it was not just there for the sake of, well, everybody is doing something, I should do something. Oh, it's being done with a genuine intention, but the correct processes are not being followed. That it is for barakat, as well, I'll also get the barakat. But this doesn't happen by barakat, like a person, the doctor might be a very pious doctor. So he doesn't just go sit in the company of the doctor, when the barakat of the doctor, this flu of mine will come right. Or the barakat of the doctor, then even the cancer will come right. 
He takes the barakat of the doctor also, that mashallah is a pious doctor, he's a Allah-fearing doctor. So inshallah that barakat will come, but he takes the doctor's medicine as well. So the barakat will come in the medicine inshallah, but he takes the medicine also. That medicine is sometimes bitter, the doctor says sometimes you have to undergo an operation. So he undertakes the operation, he even pays for the operation, he doesn't have the money for it, he's borrowing the money. But it's a living taluk. So likewise, this taluk with the mashayikh is for the sake of this inner rectification, but it doesn't happen just by, just for the sake of barakat, the person just visits sometimes and comes along. But there is this rapport, there is this communication. So this came on the note of that munasabat. That when that munasabat is present, then the person will be able to attain that benefit. And will find that free flow. Otherwise, if that munasabat is missing, then this will lead to, the problem is within himself, but it will lead to this badgumani, and this unnecessary doubts. And one thing will lead to another, and this will lead to his harm. He will harm himself. So therefore, this is the path that has been chalked out for us. And this is the way that the mashayikh have all the time have been guiding those that came to them, and they helped them to traverse the path. And people went through this, it's not uh, something that one has to now reinvent the wheel. This is the tried and proven system, which is not just something for anybody to try out, it's something Allah Ta'ala has already given us that prescription in the Quran Sharif. That be with the trikers, be with the truthful, and in this way, one will gain this end result. This is what we are trying for, this is what we are uh, targeting, we are trying to achieve, is this nisbat with Allah wa Ta'ala, our hearts getting connected to Allah wa Ta'ala. This is something which comes with this sohbat of the Ahlullah, with the correct intention, with the niyata sadiqa, and the correct effort, the mujahada that is required, that mujahada is made, that sohbat is there, the person's niyat is correct, then inshallah that nisbat comes. And when the nisbat comes, then it transforms a person's life entirely. As Hazrat Dhamm Barakatum often quotes, the share of Hazrat Sahib Rahmatullahi Alayhi, that suddenly when that nisbat comes, then everything changes. That person now is, what happened? He looks within himself, that heart is not anymore the same heart. The heart has changed. Everything has changed. It's now a different feeling from within. And now that salah that a person previously performed is no more the same. That salah has become a different salah. His tilawat has become a different tilawat. His zikr has become different. And his effort of deen has also become different. Then this becomes not just something that happens just for the sake of happening. It happens because of a deep pain from within. That darde dil we hear about the Ahlullah speaking about this darde dil, this pain of the heart. This darde dil is actually this nisbat, this dard and this pain of the nisbat, the pain of the love of Allah wa Taala, which is the most beautiful pain. And the most ecstatic pain. Pain normally gives the meaning of something painful. It brings to mind some kind of uh, painful thoughts or some painful picture in the mind. But this pain is the most delicious pain. The pain of the love of Allah wa ta'ala, which makes everything enjoyable in life. And this is the feeling that the Ahlullah then enjoy in everything that they do. And this is what mashallah we've come to acquire in the company of the Ahlullah, in the company of the Mashayikh. This is why Hazrat has also taken all this time and effort to come all the way and comes repeatedly to us. And 
this is also the same same dard and nisbat that is come to pass on to us phirta ho dil mein dard ka nashtar liye hue sahara aur chaman dono ko mustar kiye hue this is the effect of it this is a tapad of hazrat rahmatullah alaihi shah ke muhtasab rahmatullah alaihi that i go around with this injection of this pain of the love of allah taala in my heart and passing this on to one and all and making everybody restless in this love of allah tbarak wa taala allah taala give us the tawfiq to take the full benefit of this opportunity that we have and give us the tawfiq of amal akhirat da'wana